0: Welcome to the Doubled Up podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate?
1: I'm good. I've done the same as you. I've gone and got vaccinated, although I'm still lacking in 5G, so I'm very disappointed. I want a refund.
0: I mean, I feel like that's just... The, the, the government can't work miracles mate like you live in the back arse of nowhere so i'm surprised yeah. you even have 4g like i'm surprised that you guys aren't <laughs> still like using home phones and things like this where you live but
1: uh i'm, I'm on dial-up
0: <laughs> is that why our internet keeps going it's yeah. just the, the dial-up like Ver- verity keeps making phone calls yeah, and cutting us it. out ah this makes complete sense <laughs> now it's taken us six months worth of episodes to realize that's the reason why the wi-fi uh, goes or the, yeah. the dial-up goes every time I apologise. But uh, how, how are you feeling? Your, your arm hasn't dropped off or you haven't grown any extra limbs or anything like
1: that yet? I didn't even realise they'd done it. I just turned around, gave them my arm and was like, oh, done it. Okay, cool. That's it. Go
0: gave on. them my arm? As in, like, what did you like, unscrew it and say, yes. take that off. Yeah. I'll have it in five minutes when you're done. Yeah, that was all good. Yeah, nice and well, easy. I'm happy for you, mate. I'm happy for you. Well, like I said, you're, like, you're going to have to let us know. You'll have to let the listeners know how you're feeling tomorrow because, uh, <laughs> I, like I said, last time... I came straight onto the podcast after getting my vaccine, uh, my vaccination and was like, yeah, I feel invincible. And the next day I was just saying before we hit record, I had to uh, definitely take a nap halfway through the day because uh, <laughs> I felt a little bit spacey. But hey, ho! anyways, before this turns into the doubled up vaccination podcast, I feel like this little small talk bit in the middle is either like the weather or like it's very generic small talk. But we'll, we'll get straight British, into it today. Very British small uh, talk. Very, yeah, very British small talk. Well, um, we'll uh, we'll get straight in and introduce our guest, mate. We won't uh, hang around today because I tell you what, Scott, I know you're going to get on with this week's guest because after looking through their Instagram, um, it seems to be that they are a fan of Crocs, unfortunately. So I don't think we have any sort of like team foam runners here. Yes, um, <laughs> yes, there we go. Uh, oh, it, it hurts me already, but I, I'll... I'll Go through it. I'll push through. Um, our guest this week definitely will show you up in the pre-game tunnel with their choice in trainers, and then probably embarrass you on the court afterwards. If there was an all Instagram team for having style points, you're definitely going to see our, game on the li- uh, our guest on the list. Sorry, and uh, my name's definitely not going to be on the list because I just said the word style points. Um, you know our guest as at JuliaZ12 on Instagram. We know her as Julia. Julia, welcome to the podcast.
2: Hey, yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Thank you very much for uh, joining us. How are you doing today?
2: All good, yeah. Not as lucky as you guys with vaccinations just yet, but soon come and hopefully the sun will also soon come back in, yeah. uh, in London as well.
0: I mean, I'm going to say we've had some fantastic, I mean, we might as well talk about the weather, let's be honest, we've done it for the last three (laughs) weeks on the podcast, so we're going to go in there. We'll go straight into the weather. I feel like, though, I'm quite happy that it's uh, not sunny, because day of recording, we're recording on our usual Thursday kind of late afternoon. If it was sunny... As much as I definitely want to sit here and talk to you, Julia, I'm probably going to want to sunbathe more than if it was like 28 degrees and blistering sunshine. So I'm going to say yeah, that like, the, pod- <laughs> the, the podcast gods have done us good. Like, give it as soon as this episode uh, finishes the sun will come out I promise you but um, thank you very much for like I said thank you very much again for uh, joining us we like to jump straight into the questions here Julia uh, at the doubled up podcast and uh, we like to ease you in with a nice easy question I say it's easy but sometimes people really find it difficult to uh, answer this one which is simply tell us a little bit more about yourself as in tell us a little bit about your sneaker history when did you start getting into shoes how did you get into shoes what are some of those kind of early sneaker memories for you
2: Um, yeah, I guess for the people that don't know, um, I'm originally from Italy, so I guess my coming into sneakers was maybe a little bit different compared to people in the UK and the types of sneakers that maybe I wore growing up were a little bit different. Um, but I mostly got into sneakers actually through basketball. Um, my dad used to play pro in Italy and I started playing at a very young age, um, thanks to him and got quite obsessed with and one sneakers back in the day. So that's what I used to wear. (laughs) I used to watch all the mixtapes. I would have liked to be good at freestyling, but I'm absolutely horrendous and can't even spin a ball on my finger properly. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I used to have like three or four different colorways per season. I was always like the kid on the court with the and ones that kept changing. And then lifestyle-wise, um, Italy was quite heavy on Air Max 97s and 90s, so I mostly wore those growing up. Um, even though now I actually don't wear either model anymore, it just really reminds me of my slightly chavy upbringing in Italy. <laughs> like I we can't explain find that. It. Yep. Um, Yeah, we get up. And then I started buying uh, Jordans when I got a little bit older because um, I was quite influenced by American fashion. Uh, and then it kind of stayed pretty constant since then. And I've mostly been collecting basketball sneakers because of the influence basketball has had um, in my life, really.
0: I was I was going to ask, first of all, we can definitely relate to the whole uh, kind of childhood memories. I mean, Scott, I, Scott and I have said on uh, previous occasions that for us, it was like, the, for me especially, the Air Max 95, like the Air Max 95, brings me back to hanging outside the local one-stop corner shop, probably doing things that I shouldn't be doing. So I can definitely relate to the whole uh, not wanting to wear Air Max anyways. I mean, it seems I didn't realize too much. I knew the 97 was quite popular in Italy. I didn't realize the, the 90 as well. It seems like there's quite a little bit of crossover. Obviously, Air Max being huge in the UK. So it's not a not too different of a, uh, um, a kind of early sneaker influence. But I wanted to yeah. ask you about, obviously, you said there about you started getting influenced a lot by american fashion um being into basketball but in italy was there any of the kind of crossover i know you see in the nba now more in recent years um than back in the day there's obviously a huge push with tunnel picks and the kind of the fashion is just as much part of the celebration as the game itself was there any of that when you were kind of growing up in italy playing ball or was it just at that stage all on court stuff
2: um yeah to be honest I don't have any memories of that really being a thing um I used to follow uh the Milan team that plays in EuroLeague called Olympia Milano uh, but I don't remember sneakers ever being a big thing that I would notice my obsession purely stemmed from the American players like I used to be a big well I am, big Allen Iverson fan and obviously he yes. was I was gonna I was gonna say steezy but I don't think I want to use that word who am I <laughs> Um, he was—he was—he was just cool, right? He just had a lot yes. of swag. He brought the really like baggy, the baggy clothes into the NBA. I always used to wear a yeah. headband because I wanted to be like him. Uh, so <laughs> mostly influenced by by the states for sure, and also part of my background is I went to an international school in Milan. So as much, yeah, I lived in Italy, so I was influenced by Italian fashion, and I'm Italian. But international school meant that I was surrounded by plenty of international kids, lots of Americans mm. as well. So they would always like bring back heat as well. <laughs> so I was always kind of seeing around me as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, you can kind of see a lot of your influence. I'm so looking for your Instagram. You do have a, you have a really cool, fashion sense which uh like i said it's cool to see and you can see a lot of your basketball um an american kind of influence in a lot of the outfits that you wear and the posts that you have on there one of the recent things i wanted to talk to you about which i thought was really really cool was your um kobe bryant t-shirt and uh kind of talk to us a little bit about how that started i know that you are um doing it as uh, i don't know if charity is the right word i would assume, yeah charity is the right word i know you the proceeds are going to the bricks and top cats um basketball team but tell us a little bit about kind of uh, the process of where that idea came from and especially that the charity aspect of it
2: yeah um so i'm i'm not exactly like a, a designer or i don't do this very often um, I don't know if you know 1985, Mark. Um, he's at, he has his own brand. Yeah,
1: good guess. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So
2: he has his brand, um, Sneakers and Recreation. And I collaborated on a Rodman t-shirt with him last year because he quite liked the drawing that I showed him. Um, and then over Christmas, I had some time off from work. Um, and I just really wanted to draw something in memory of Kobe. Kobe, again, was a big influence for me growing up, um, I think, last year. I don't know. It was just I was very shaken about it all. I actually went to L.A. Yeah. Uh, I went to L.A. for, for the memorial um, and oh. to celebrate his life and, and be in yeah. the city. Mm. So. When I had enough time to grieve and deal with everything, which was a very weird feeling for me because I don't usually grieve for celebrities, but for some reason, mm. Kobe just really hit hard. Um. So, yeah, I, I wanted to draw something to, to have him in, in my memories, and I was going to make a t shirt for myself. Um, and then, actually, talking to a couple of friends from Norwich, Mark included, uh, and my friend Skills, they were like, um, especially Skills was like, oh, why don't you make this a t shirt? I think people would love the design. Um, it's a great drawing. Um, and so, I wanted to take a little bit of the Mamba Academy and Mamba mentality in terms of supporting your community, getting more people into basketball, making sure that you're supporting people through basketball. Um, so with that in mind, I decided to make the t-shirt um make people have a way to remember Kobe and hopefully have an item of clothing that they think is dope. Um, so for those that haven't seen the t-shirt, uh it's well, it's on my Instagram, so go check it out. Uh, but it's a, a a Kobe drawing that I did um that kind of um reminds me of the Staples Center logo as well. and on the back, It's kind of like a concert tour t-shirt with all of his biggest accomplishments in basketball. Um, So yeah, I decided I wanted to give back to the basketball community. London has a really, really great basketball community. I've always felt so welcomed. Um, And I know a lot of the girls that have come out of the Brixton Top Cats Academy, which is an exceptional basketball academy in London. Um, Lots of the pro basketball, male basketball players that have come out of there. And I know how much they do for the kids um so yeah i i decided that the proceeds would go to them to hopefully help support more kids um that play the sport just because basketball is so underfunded in this country and it drives me absolutely insane yeah. so any little that i can do hopefully can can go a long way to support
0: i think it's a great i think it's great and yeah. i think um one of the things I realised, so we were speaking just before I hit records, like for me, I grew up in Basingstoke and I always loved to play basketball, but it was literally like, I remember the school that I went to, there were no teams or anything or no academies near me. And um, the, uh, I think every winter, they used to do like a morning like class so you would go and you would kind of one hour in the morning and we would play one game a year against uh, one other school that had a really big basketball academy and that was it but it's a game that speaking to people in sneakers obviously there's so many people that got into a lot of the high heat stuff at the minute like your Jordans and things like this through their young love of basketball it's so interesting that there's so many people out there that love the sport but like you said, it's maybe not as uh, funded and readily available. You have to almost live in the right area or be prepared to travel to uh, mm. really kind of benefit Definitely. from it in this country. But uh, you do a lot. I mean, you just said there about you wanted to give back to the, the basketball community here in the UK. I mean, one of the other things that um, you are heavily involved in is uh, Sneaker Sisterhood, which, I mean, is giving back to a community in a different way, obviously giving back to the sneaker community, specifically focusing on um, female sneaker heads. Um, there might be some people listening i know you guys have quite a good following already so that a lot of the people listening will probably already have heard or or know of um sneaker sisterhood but uh if someone's listening today that's never heard of um uh, the the, the group i don't know if that's the right word i'm sticking with group i'm sticking with group um explain to us a little bit about what uh, sneaker sisterhood is how it started and kind of what yeah just just give us a little bit of a background on on what it is
2: yeah so it kind of started off just as a group of girls that were meeting up on collection days uh it was thanks to offspring that we met up so i'd say mostly a, a london-based female community but obviously people traveled in on the weekends um and we just created like an instagram group so we could keep in touch and make sure that we were actually catching each other on collection days um i think most of us have this similar experience of in our normal friendship circles we don't have other women that like sneakers so Mm -hmm. it was nice to finally find like-minded females because uh, as much as i think sneakers are now a little bit more mainstream i think all of us growing up were probably kind of the odd ones out um so yeah it it was just really nice to find like-minded females and then four of us uh so myself and my three co-founders uh chelsea Jules, and jay decided to and actually turn it into something a bit more substantial um so we created the instagram page uh to start off with which we just wanted it to be a place where women could create in a safe environment where they could make sure that they could truly represent themselves and their style and they didn't feel the need to fit into what instagram might think is cool and what what brands might decide of the talent that they want to work with, which um, tends to be most of the time, uh, white um, skinnier with a, with a sort of look. So we wanted it to be as inclusive and as diverse as possible and make sure that everyone felt like they belong to the sneaker community, no matter if they're buying Sauconies, Adidas, Jordans, it doesn't matter. Um, Whatever you collect, you're welcome. Whatever you look like, whatever your job is, whatever your background is, whatever you're welcome. Um, So, That was the first thing we created and it's been going really well. Um, We've had the opportunity to work with lots of cool brands through as well. But then we also started a Facebook and Discord group, which is where um, the community comes together for more of like a discourse and actual chat around the sneaker world. Um, We also help each other um, buy, trade, sell a lot, which is quite nice. Gives you that that community feel. Mm. Um, And then we also started clubhouse talks Um, used to be weekly now with the nice weather. It's once every two weeks. Uh, But again, it's nice because we get to connect with a lot of females that are overseas. So yes, we can't meet them in person, but we we still feel like we belong to the same community and and can share our thoughts and ideas.
0: I mean, I I was going to, I was going to ask about the clubhouse. And I think what you've just said there about kind of creating a community, despite not being able to uh, actually physically meet each other i think it's amazing it's something that we've experienced with this podcast i mean we have regular listeners that reach out and we talk from canada and and other areas we've had um yeah it's surprising isn't it how you kind of throw this out there into out on the internet and think right anyone can join and all of a sudden you've got listeners from all walks of life from different areas of the world. It does. All of a sudden the world feels like a very small place, which is uh, uh, amazing uh, because you get to connect with so many different people and learn so much.
2: And, um, and we've had, we've had to do that because primarily sneaker sisterhood revolved around in person meetups. We used to meet up so regularly. We used to meet up to shoot content uh, and then obviously COVID stole that all. And initially we actually felt like our community feel actually fizzled out a bit at the start of COVID. I think everybody was just in kind of safety, like take care of yourself mode. So Um, natural though. Yeah. Yeah. And then towards last summer, again, it started picking up again and we felt that people wanted to have a way to engage and women were looking to come together again. So yeah, we just launched a couple of initiatives and, um last month we actually had our first in-person meet up again outside because we were hey.
0: at,
2: which was so nice we we took some um some shots of the Amamanyar threes because um Beautiful we shot. ran a raffle actually to support offspring to get them to women yes. um so a lot of our ladies got got lucky with it which was amazing was i was great. going to ask you good about shoe.
0: that i was it, oh, it is a good looking shoe though I, I don't know what's happened basically julia it, I'm not the biggest Jordan fan, I'm going to say. It. I'm more of an Adidas fan. Me and, me and Mike had a little bit of... I can see that there. I'm very happy with that. Um, I, uh, me, me and Mike had a little bit of beef. We squashed the beef a couple of weeks ago. I apologized on the po- uh, podcast to Mike and I said it wouldn't be horrible about his shoes anymore. And something's turned in my head. I don't know whether it's this vaccine, but now all of a sudden I'm looking at Jordan's in a different way and I'm thinking, oh, quite three months ago I was saying, nah, Amemi 3's trash. And now I'm kind of like, i I, I can get on board with this shoe they're so
2: beautiful and the story like i love i love storytelling and i love when Mm -hmm. creators can input so many different details into a shoe so everything on that shoe is incredible
0: am i right in saying that you guys also did i might be imagining this did you also help with the rust pink jordan 3 as well yeah i thought i saw something on the offspring yeah stories i think that's amazing that you have the opportunity to work with a brand like offspring and help Uh, kind of because that is the problem nowadays it's so difficult to get it's so difficult to get shoes and obviously we we, we've spoken with plenty of other uh, episodes about obviously the topic of inclusive sizing this big topic that is mentioned um whenever we talk about um a kind of um equality within sneakers um the, the idea of um Kind of full size runs for, for all shoes gets brought up. Um, it's so difficult to buy anything these days for, for for people that fit into the traditional kind of size six to size twelve. Let alone if you have, like I said, females trying to get smaller sizes. It's so there's so many less opportunities there. It's cool that you were able to do something to kind of get those shoes into the hands of the right people. Yeah. So, uh, well like for a, you guys. It's, it's almost to, like to a full done.
1: circle moment as well, because like you said, like with the whole thing being kind of not centered around offspring pickups but obviously that's where kind of a lot of you met and then to kind of go back and and kind of yeah work with offspring where it kind of all started it's yeah like i say quite a nice full circle and i think as much as people kind of either love it or hate it the the ability to not go to pickups and offspring is the big one really in terms of like actually going to pick up a shoe rather than buy it online i think that brought like i say kind of Without that happening, I think a lot of people's kind of desire and kind of passion for it kind of fizzled out a little bit, like you said at the beginning. But thankfully, now that everything's kind of opening back up and people are beginning to meet, you can feel a bit of a buzz coming again. And yeah, it's great. Yeah. Though, I like I say, things are things are going in the right I'd, direction. I'd
2: yeah I just think that in-person meetups, and I think the reason why offspring has been able to develop a community is because they do pickup days. Mm. yeah I think when when it's just online, it kind of gets rid of such a big aspect of sneaker collecting and obviously waiting outside stores to get your size. So since we can't camp anymore, the next best thing is is pickup day in person mm. and actually meeting people. um so yeah we we feel very very blessed to be working with offspring and I always say this to people, you know, if you're not a fan of how people release their shoes and just take your money elsewhere, it's as simple as that. Like choice is such a beautiful yeah. thing. Instead of complaining, like I don't understand people that put negative thoughts out there. If you don't like it, just go somewhere else. Nobody's forcing you to engage.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so true. So true. But, um, just, just quickly before we move on to our next segment, because I'm sure we could probably sit here for an entire podcast and talk about what you, what you all do with uh, Sneaker Sisterhood and things like this. A Little bit of a, a quick snippet. Is there what are the kind of future plans for uh, Sneaker Sisterhood? I know you were saying there about the clubhouse and the fact that you're doing this every two weeks. Are there any sort of other big, pi- uh, big ideas in the pipeline that we need to look out for in the future?
2: Um, hopefully a couple of exciting projects. They're still in the works, so I can't say too much. But hopefully. Um, some brand collaborations, um, that we're working on. Um, also potentially heading out to some sneaker events. Once the world reopens, we've been contacted by some, um, sneaker festivals in Italy and Croatia. So wow.
1: yeah, Amazing. so, um,
2: that where we can go and like, obviously give talks about diversity and inclusion, how we make the sneaker industry more inclusive. So hopefully you'll see our faces popping up around the planet a little bit more once traveling resumes.
0: Brilliant. Fingers crossed. Uh, I could tell you're uh, well trained in answering those questions. The whole I can't give away too much. I thought we were about to get an exclusive there, Scott. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I wish I no, could. If, if, she's I had information,
1: it. if I had more sure, information,
2: worry. I would. But we're st- it's still early days.
0: It's all right. It's, don't, don't worry. We're, we're about to move on to our next segment, uh, which is Shoes Round. And uh, this week it's me as lead anchor. I feel like I was just getting in my news. Journalist uh, <laughs> mindset, trying to find out some dirt, but uh, no, that, uh, I'm very much looking forward to uh, hopefully, like you said, seeing seeing what what you what you all do in the future. So that's absolutely amazing. Uh, with that in mind, I think it probably is a good time for us to move on to uh, our first main segment, and uh, that first segment is shoes round. So, Julia, welcome to Shoes Round. You've been taken out of the Double Up podcast uh, studio and you're now in the Shoes Round studio and it is me, I'm your lead anchor today. I feel like, Scott, out of the two of us, I get well more into this segment than you do. Like, oh, percent when we, I feel like I need to go and change into a shirt and tie and like get a suit on or something like that when I do this segment. <laughs> but um, it's, it, uh, this week, for anyone that doesn't know what this segment is all about, what we basically do is we have a little bit of, re, uh, bit of a recap on some of the uh, recent sneaker news that's been going around the world. Um, over the last week or so, uh, up until recording this podcast, uh, bit of a light week this week when it comes to news. But um, the first story that we're going to talk about is something that I think a lot of people are very, very, very excited about. And that was um, the uh, kind of um, the, the announcement of um, two... Collaborative shoes between Billie Eilish and Jordan Brand. Um, Way back on the fourteenth of June, um, we saw a teased image going around social media of essentially it was like a, a closed journal or a closed kind of book with billy eilish times nike times jordan brands on the front uh, which was very very uh, quickly um, followed by some leaked images of a vault green like you cannot get greener than that shoe um aj1 ko um which a lot of people we saw on instagram getting very very excited about uh, it kind of seems like for about 24 hours that is it and then all of a sudden bam out of nowhere more leaked images came about of a Jordan 15. So it looks to be that later on this year, Billie Eilish is doing two Jordan shoes. Um, What was also really cool is, if anyone ever forgot, um, uh, Complex and Sneaker Shopping and places like that were all of a sudden replaying um, clips from when Billie Eilish was a, uh, a guest on that show saying that the Jordan 15 was her favorite Jordan. And as soon as she can collaborate with Jordan, that is definitely the shoe she's uh, going to go with. So I feel like it's, it's really cool that she's been able to actually uh, kind of fulfill. She, she put it out in the universe a couple of years ago, and uh, now she's making a Jordan 15. But uh, yeah, I think overall really cool. The shoes are supposed to uh, come out. I know at least the fit. I, I can't remember exactly when the AJ1KO is uh, coming out. But um, the, fi- the Jordan 15 is supposed to be coming out on the 9th of September, it is rumoured. But uh, Julia, what do you think of this? Two Jordan silhouettes that I think are underappreciated. Not a lot of people are huge fans of the AJKO and not a lot of people uh, really go with the 15. So what are your thoughts on uh, this announcement?
2: Um, I mean, I think it's exciting. I think... It's great to see someone so young and a female collaborate with Jordan Brand. Uh, I think that's an incredible accomplishment on her side. Amazing. She like that must be I don't know, just mind-blowing for her. Um I so Jordan 15s are one of my favorite Jordan model. Um I get slated on a regular basis uh, <laughs> because of my love of 15s. Um I have a pair of like 2000s OG Columbia's uh, which are falling to bits um, which I wore as much as possible and so part of me is so excited that she's working on a 15 because I want it and it's actually really hard to get because 15s don't get retroed much and they don't Uh, get new releases much so it's hard for me to get them in my size because I'm a smaller foot so sometimes they can even release so I'm excited for a new 15 come out to come out and then the other half of me is like now everyone's going to jump on the 15 bandwagon and they're all going to hype it up and I'm not going to get the shoe that I want. Oh, no. <laughs> so that kind of, yeah, I'm in two minds, but it's exciting. <laughs>
0: It is uh, like I said, I think the fact that, like you said, it's it also adds someone else to the roster of Jordan brands. I know there's like I know Nike um, as a brand. I know obviously Jordan Brand Nike being separate, but I feel like that kind of umbrella um, has had a little bit of slate recently. By obviously I know Nike with Kobe and not re- not renewing the. Um, uh, the deal at the minute and uh, obviously you've had um, Jerry Lorenzo jump in ship and over to Adidas I feel like it's a good thing for Nike and Jordan brand to sign a big name so I feel yeah. like for, for for the brand that is massive and I think that is very very well needed. Um, Scott what are your thoughts on uh, this collaboration as a whole?
1: I love it I, I think it's just it, yeah they're two models that I mean i'm not a fan of really in either and i probably i'm probably not in the minority of that because i think the ko is a bit of a "Mm, interesting one and then like i said the 15 is not most people's favorite model um but i mean for one like i say years ago she said the 15 was her favorite shoe and she said at the time the reason it's her favorite is because not many people like it yeah and then she's gone and done it and it's the same with the like even if you didn't know that shoe was a Billie eilish collaboration looking at the kind of the leaked images that have gone out you'd probably still associate it with her because of that color because it's essentially the color that her hair used to be it's like it's such a bright garish shoe and it's just her like it's so unapologetically billy eilish and i think half the time like when you see all the travis collaborations there's a lot of people that will say well hold up he's done a 270 react he's done a dunk he's done a jordan one like does he actually like it, these shoes or is like is he just doing them because he's been told to those shoes i don't think she's been came told from her. they are yes. her they are her shoes um and i mean take into account she's 19 years old like it's massive for people to get a collaboration let alone 19 years old and i think i mean i think this all the time mainly like when i'm watching the football and i think god he's 22 years old like how the hell has he played i mean take the italian goalkeeper donnarumma 215 caps for milan and he's 22 years old, like Jesus Christ! Like, what was I doing my life with my life when I was that age? It's just ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I, I can't, I can't say much more. It, it's brilliant. I just think it's great.
0: Well, I can confirm that at 22 years old, I was wasting my wages on tequila shots. So it's a little bit different than playing for <laughs> playing for Milan and playing for your country. <laughs> but I'm going to say both both are just as fun. So uh...
2: I am. Um... I wonder like with the um, KO, obviously, like we all know how far ahead Nike works on colorways, right? Mm. So I think the vault made sense when her signature was the black and green hair. Yeah. Yeah. But now that she's going for this like softer blonde look and her style mm-hmm. has also like changed a lot um, compared to even where she was last year. I wonder if it's going to resonate as much with her fans or whether they're yeah, just going to be like...
1: I did think this. Yeah. Like I say, with her Vogue covers and all this, she's gone for a bit more of a... Like I say, she's not wearing as baggy clothing anymore and she's going for a bit more of a glamorous look and it, it doesn't quite sit as well. But at the same time, yeah, um, it's still... I think at the moment, like when people hear Billie Eilish, if they don't really follow, I think a lot of people still think of that, like I say, bright coloured. Yeah. The yeah. yeah. new look... So the it'd, new be, look it'd, the, it'd be interesting. Yeah.
0: The new look is so new that people still like... Again, like... I see those shoes and I'm like, yeah, 100%. Like, you could not be more Billie Eilish if you tried, so... It'll be interesting to, like I said, see how much she pushes on her social media and how much she's out in the public eye with this new look and see whether it does impact. But I think those, the the, the, the Billie Eilish fans, the people that are buying this because it's a Billie Eilish shoe, not because it's a Jordan, um, I think they're always going to see that. And like you said, it's, it's almost it's, it's the same thing, isn't it? Like you'll go into people, people rebrand themselves, businesses rebrand, but you can still love a little bit of the old school, can't you? So yes. uh, even though I'm referring to something Billy Eilish old school, and we've just said that she's 19 years old. So, <laughs> (laughs) Wow, but uh, anyway, there we go. Yeah, Uh, moving on to our second news story, and I don't really know if this class is a news story, but I'm going with it. So hey ho, Um, we have seen all of a sudden it felt like it burst onto my Instagram that Reebok have had what seems to be a little bit of a rebrand on their Instagram. On the 15th of June, we saw a very bold move from Reebok as they essentially completely got rid of all of their Instagram posts, whether they were deleted or archived or whatever. And uh, in replacement of that, um, they simply posted three different coloured posts panels essentially um one white one red one blue very traditional Reebok colors all with the old school Reebok logo and the phrase of life is not a spectator sport on it now this instantly grabbed the attention of people across social media and were thinking have Uh, adidas sold Reebok immediately people thought we've got a rebrand adidas must have sold and uh, scott and i we both follow a lot of um, various different adidas pages and got a shout out to adidas um, leak uh, news on on instagram who was straight away on this on their stories um and were digging around a little bit what we noticed is um first of all uh, i feel like this is very gossipy almost but uh, adidas and (laughs) Reebok have now unfollowed each other on instagram they're no longer facebook friends um this sounds uh, like kim and
2: kanya drama (laughs) dodgy breakup territory
0: it's it's the same when it comes to adidas and reebok sure but i wonder in that situation who the uh are we we calling kim reebok or are we calling kim adidas in that scenario who
2: knows i think kim is gonna have to be reebok i think
1: sorry kim kim Kim. Kim was caught wearing the the margela reeboks so there
0: you go I hate that shoe. So, Kim Kardashian, you can be Reebok for that. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> um, anyways, back to the news story or the so called news story. Yeah, it was later on um, kind of mentioned that uh, or found out that when you actually go onto their websites, there are still affiliate links on both websites. So, it doesn't seem to be that um, Reebok has been sold yet. But it just seems to be that it's a little bit of a rebrand. I was completely unaware of this, but Reebok do have a new creative director, Kirby Jean Raymond, um, who basically is working towards um, their first... Um, uh, I suppose proper launch or collection this summer Um, and as well as all of these Instagram changes um, we have started to see some rather creative advertisement from Reebok Uh, they actually put out an 11 minute long short film um, that was titled Reconnect on their Instagram and they've also started doing some rather uh, edgy adverts on their Instagram as well over the last couple of days so this could be the uh, rebirth of Reebok I mean Julia going back over to you you were saying that uh, a lot of your sneaker influence came from the era of uh, you said you, you loved Alan Iverson growing up um, are you happy to see maybe a rebirth of Reebok is this something that you're hoping for
2: yeah so I love Reebok basketball side I don't really wear um, other types of Reeboks uh, so I wear questions and answers uh, quite a lot, obviously all the all the Iverson shoes. <laughs> yep. um, but the problem is that I can never get them in Europe because they always do US releases for them. So then I'm always mm. like scrambling around trying to find my US friends to grab me the shoes or I have to buy them usually under retail on StockX, which is always nice. Hey. Um, so I hope that whatever direction they take the brand in, whether it's under the Adidas umbrella, whether it's for the new owner, They come back with some of their old school heat. Uh, So good to see the old Reebok logo um, making an appearance on Instagram, obviously. And hopefully they'll make it more readily available outside the U.S. because like the the trends are pretty much now with like globalization and everything. Everybody dresses a lot more similar than we used to. Uh, Countries don't, don't dress like the style isn't as different as it used to be like back in the nineties when we weren't yeah. connected. So I think they could easily be successful in Europe as well with, with those silhouettes.
0: I mean, the Reebok um, question is a shoe I absolutely love. Um, it's not really a shoe that I can personally pull off, which absolutely kills me. Like it's just, I can't be dealing with that. Like, it's it's just too bulky for, for my skinny little legs. I, I don't pull uh, it
2: off, but I wear it anyways. Oh, maybe I need
0: some. I need some of that energy. Like that's it. Solid. <laughs> After this, I'm buying some questions. But uh, <laughs> um, Scott, what do you think about this? Like we we both said in previous podcasts, we we love a classic Reebok. Um, so, what, are you excited for this, or what? What are the initial thoughts?
1: I am. I am excited. I'm I'm excited to see where they go with it, and hopefully, yeah, can kind of put themselves back in the forefront because I think they've fallen off a little bit since we we spoke about this a few weeks ago with. Uh, since adidas have bought reebok it just hasn't they just haven't hit the same they just haven't been doing they just haven't been doing what other brands have been doing um like i say with new balance with their collaborations and what they've kind of been pushing very quietly under the radar up until recently where they've really kind of come to the forefront but reebok they've done some good stuff but they've also counteracted that with some absolutely awful stuff as well um and it just hasn't really worked so yeah i'm excited to see and if they can kind of Tone it down, keep it simple and just do really good stuff. um, I think it could really work. So, yeah, fingers crossed. um, It does go in the right direction this time.
2: I I think because they're under the Adidas umbrella, they've been victim of a couple of the same mistakes, like especially when they collaborate with music artists, for example. And I think Adidas kind of flopped with Ivy. Well, not flopped. For hype products, they flopped with Ivy Park because I think it was only Beyonce fans buying them. And then Reebok did the Cardi B stuff. And I understand that that might be Cardi B's look and stuff, but you also just need to think of what sneaker, like what what are the trends now? And the trend is most likely not an all lilac, shiny, patent, low shoe. Um,
0: It also had a bit of a funky midsole as well. It was almost like it couldn't quite decide whether it was a heel or whether it was a sneaker. Like It was kind of this weird, it had this weird kind of like, platform front platform back yeah. It had this kind of like arch in the mid so it was very very bizarre but, uh, uh, and i've seen them right. on
2: foot i've seen them on foot and there's just not they don't look good but it also just doesn't follow any of the current trends so it was going to be very difficult to make it work
0: yeah well fingers fingers crossed the one thing i will say if anyone from reebok is listening to this stop making adidas times reebok Pump furies because you're really killing me <laughs> Like, we don't need any more Pump Fury crossovers. One no. was bad enough. Scrap the four that you have come in. I'm, and I'm going to move on because otherwise I could shout quite a lot about this shoe because I'm very, <laughs> very, very upset with Adidas and Reebok right now. So redeem yourselves here, guys. But uh, I told you it was it was, it was was short on news. That's pretty much everything. I mean, that last news story, I don't even know if it was a news story, but we're going with it. So uh, um, with that, I think it's probably a good time for us to move over to our next segment, which will be Double Up, Double Down. Scott, before I hand over to you for Double Up, Double Down, um, I uh, just will explain for listeners what this segment is. Uh, Essentially, what we do is we look at some upcoming releases over the next week and we pick a shoe that we like, a Double Up, a shoe that we dislike, a Double Down. And we also pick a shoe that we think is going to fly a little bit under the radar. um, In other words, a sleeper pick. So without further ado, I will pass over to Scott for Double Up, Double Down.
1: Thank you very much. Now, this week, I I thought originally when I was looking at this week of releases that we were going to have quite a harmonious week and that we might all agree with some of these. But unfortunately, I don't think that will be the case. And the first one could be an example of this because the double up for this week is the New Balance 2002 R times Salehe Bembry, Water Be The Guide. What a beautiful shoe this is! Um, very similar to his um, first release. It very 2002 with the lovely long haired suede, um, kind of very kind of large, um, kind of spaced mesh on there. Um, kind of in a contrasting color this time, kind of an orangey red color um, contrasting with blue. It's just beautiful. Um, he's clearly taken the inspiration again from the, his love of the outdoors. First one, um, kind of being yeah the deserts, and now we're looking at looking at water and yeah, I I think they're fantastic. The first pair was great, um, unfortunately, resale has gone nuts on that shoe since New Balance has kind of, the hype has increased, so fortunately not one that I can really get my hands on, but I'm gonna be fig crossing everything to try and get a pair of these because they are just fantastic. And I'm gonna throw it straight at Julia because I know what Matt's comments are gonna be, so what are your thoughts on this shoe? <laughs>
2: um yeah i love them i've literally entered like all possible raffles for them (laughs) um i rarely get lucky with new balance raffles so probably be an l but um i actually only have one pair of 2002 r's um one of the foot patrol collaborations but i love the silhouette the colors are incredible but also what i love the most is the campaign that he's done around it like the marketing is so good the videos are like funny and quirky and the scenery and the outfits just everything works um so yeah same as you i'd love a pair even though blue is not usually my go-to color um for sneakers but because it's this kind of like teal blue i feel like it'll work
1: this thing so when when i showed um, my other half these shoes and she she's the one thing that she gets really funny about is long-haired suede she's just not a fan but i showed her the the marketing for all this and she saw that it was Jesse Williams that was doing oh, the promo. I love that. And him. she she is obsessed with like Grey's Anatomy. So when she saw that, she was just like, Okay, you can have them. So just old. because that he <laughs> was wearing them. And I was like, right, I'll take that. That's a win. So yeah, the marketing was has clearly worked wonders, not only on the people that want the shoes, <laughs> but the other people that are like having to make the final decisions, really. <laughs> the decision the decision makers of the world. <laughs> exactly
0: is it my turn to uh completely disagree with the two of you (laughs) um so i'm going to start with a positive because we always say at the beginning of this segment that we start this segment off with a positive and we start with the double up we could quite easily start with a double down and talk about a shoe that we absolutely hate but um again i love Absolutely love Salehi Benbari. What he's doing with New Balance is absolutely incredible. Um, the marketing campaign with this, again, absolutely amazing. Completely echo everything you said. But this is such an ugly shoe. Like in my eyes, again, we spoke earlier about how there are certain things in our lives that trigger stuff. And I have a very, very weird um, reaction to shoes sometimes. We spoke a couple of weeks ago about the, uh, um, uh, the uh, is it the Bricks and Woods new balance yeah, Um, and I said yeah the 5740s and I said the fact that it's um green um basically green yellow and red reminds me of Christmas and because of that I don't want to buy it lovely shoe but it reminds me of Christmas and I don't like holiday shoes this shoe the colors remind me of a Nike Mercurial football boot and for that I absolutely hate it like anyone that's listening to this now Google Nike Mercurial football boots and instantly the football, boot, uh, football boot in this colorway will pop up in your google search it's a classic and football be- boot I, c- I can't look past it because of it like I just can't do it I love the 2002 R the orange one he did last year was absolutely amazing um, and like Scott I wish I had a pair but unfortunately this shoe is not for me so don't worry my raffle entries are going to the people that bizarrely want this shoe but I never thought I'd say it Scott but I'm going to pass on a new balance.
1: If if the listeners want to know how much the vaccine has actually affected Matt, my potential other double up for this week, because they are releasing again on the 25th, is was the Union, the Union Jordan 4s that are coming out. Now, there's two pairs. And for me, the, the pair that I would have picked for the double up would have been the Moss Colourway, because that's the one that's going to be more generally available to us. And Matt said that he would rather pick the Desert Moss colourway, which in general, from what I'm hearing, is people's less favourite colourway out the two, other than the Tor um the torque pair. You'd rather pick that, a Jordan four in the less favourable colourway over a New Balance two thousand and two by Silaihe Benbury. You've what? had a knock to the head. I'm going to go one
0: further, and probably everyone on the planet is going to disagree with me. Not only am I going to say that I prefer a Jordan, someone that for six months has said they don't like Jordans. Um, not only am I going to pick a Jordan over this shoe, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that Desert Moss colorway is the best of all four of the Jordan 4s done by Union. Like in my, that, that I know, Julia's got a very funny face at me right now. I don't know what it is. I know this right, is we're a part of pick, so we're not going to go too much into. I was going to say, I just, I love that yellow and purple. It's a great looking shoe. So you, you can cut this out, but I love
1: it. I'm, I'm bleeping the lot. That's a horrific statement. The first two pairs were fantastic. The black pair is amazing. Um, so yeah, right, double down. Oh dear. So for double down this week, unfortunately, Mr. Kanye um, West is occupying this spot. Um, with his yeezy four fifty um in the dark slate so essentially a triple back colorway on this shoe again releasing on the twenty fifth there's a lot of shoes releasing on the twenty fifth this week um Tight, that shoe is oh i don't know how to describe it the four fifty for anyone that hasn't seen it and you're probably blessed for not having your eyes kind of see that thing it the only thing it makes me think of is like a gyoza like I was it just on foot yeah, 100%. it's it's very strange. It I've seen some people wear it and it doesn't look bad, but it is a strange looking shoe. I, I just I don't quite get it. I like Yeezy for doing something new, but I'm not sure about this.
0: Even stranger in this colourway. So like I completely agree, everyone said that the original colourway and that like cloud white looked like a Gyoza. Because this is all triple black and without actually like if you were to like it's a burnt if you were to have gyoza. this pit. It, well, I was going to say if you have this picture right and hold it away from your face so you can't see the detailing if you saw someone from afar wearing this shoe and you couldn't identify the fact that you have the cages coming up the side it's going to look like someone's wearing socks outside like it, it literally mm. looks like on foot it's going to look like someone's just forgot to put shoes on and has gone outside wearing socks like it's going for that Balenciaga it, vibe. The the triple black just you it doesn't work with this shoe. At least with I don't I didn't like the first one by all means, but at least the first one because you've got those different kind of creams. At least you saw detail in the shoe, whereas this one, like I said, just looks like a bad sock.
1: Yeah,
2: I I literally have not seen even of the OG colorway any on foot photos where I'm like, oh, actually it looks alright. Oh, yeah. I'd consider it. like it looks trash on everyone. I haven't seen anyone <laughs> style it properly. Uh, I, I just don't think it looks good.
1: It's very confusing. See, it's funny because triple black shoes, normally you can't really go wrong with them, really. But in America, it's like they always say, you know, if you see someone in a triple black Air Force one, you know, cross the street, right? In the UK, if you see someone in a triple black 95, you know, kind of, again, similar kind of vibes. However, I think if you see somebody wearing this triple black shoe, they're probably the most dangerous of the lot because they are clearly not right in the head. <laughs> They need seeing to because I
0: wonder where you were going with that. And I completely agree. That's probably the best statement ever made on this podcast. I it 100% is agree.
1: horrific. I just I just don't get it. I don't get the design. I like I like where, what Kanye does and brings something new to the forefront. And, you know, when the, the 350 came out, we all thought, what is this? This is nuts. and It's become essentially a classic. Um, so sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. I don't think this one does. I don't think it ever will um sorry Kanye um anyway sleeper pick we're moving back to New Balance this is a good week for New Balance but this does come with a big caveat um because the sleeper pick for this week is the New Balance 550 in the green and white colorway releasing on the 24th on the 25th this time um however the big caveat is it might release on the 24th. It could release days before. It could release days afterwards. Nobody knows with the 550. It just appears.
0: could have released yesterday for a week. know.
1: So, it li-
2: it's so annoying.
1: It literally, they just appear. Like, I really wanted a pair of these. And they've, I'll go on to end and I'm like, oh, they've got sizes all of a sudden are oh, just not my size. And it's the same. They just drop randomly at any point. Oh. Um, But the reason this is the sleeper pick this week is because it is a 550, and everybody has now kind of realized how good that shoe is, mainly because of the Aim Leon doors that have come out. Um, but I think there's still a lot of people that, if you're very Nike heavy, I think still underappreciate this shoe a little bit. Um, and it will go without hype because it is it's just a standard GR colorway. But it's a 550. It's got some green accents on it. It's lovely. There's also a purple one as well that's coming out that's also very nice. Um, but yeah, really good shoe. Really good. But like I say, if it drops, just scour everywhere because it could appear literally anywhere at any time so this is the type of shoe that if
0: so if you saw someone post on instagram like i said people that are a bit more nike heavy will appreciate this shoe this is the type of shoe that you will just see infinite fire emojis in the comments like people will appreciate this shoe but they won't buy it like do you know <laughs> what i mean like it, it, i think that's why i'd 100 percent agree it's a sleeper pick it's not going to sit by all means, because of the way that no. 550s are sporadically um, <laughs> dropping, they'll never sit because like, I've got a couple of pairs of 550s. Both pairs of 550s, I went onto a website, saw it, oh shit instantly bought it like there wasn't even hesitation there were other things i wanted to buy that month but it was either i buy this shoe or i miss out on it like it almost feels like it has that caliber of Mm. scarcity but um it's not going to be by all means it's not going to be at the top of everyone's radar especially like you said it seems to be that 105 shoes are releasing on uh the 25th um and again this being a day a day before payday for a lot of people people will be waiting for payday and all those big releases but uh julia what do you think about this
2: uh I love 550s uh, yet to be able. Well, I've grabbed a pair of the M. Leon Dorp for resale, um, which are on their way. Um, although I got them pretty close to retail because it was the new red and navy colorway and somebody yeah. accepted my low bid on them. I had a like really low Bigger bid. Then. Yeah. Um, it wasn't my preference of colorway, but sometimes you just got to take it. And then I, my office is literally next to the New Balance store on Oxford street. And I regularly go into the New Balance store to try and get information from the people that work in the store, about five things. <laughs> like, just tell me when the colors are coming in so I can buy the damn shoe. Cause I would have liked the yellow ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also quite liked yeah. they did the all white ones with like very light gray accents. Yeah. Um, that's really yeah. Nice. They were stocked in size, and my friend called me, and by the time she called me and we talked, my size had been sold. Um But yeah, it's just really hard to get my hands on them. Green is one of my favourite colours, like green and orange. So yeah, these ones coming out on the 24th are lovely, I think.
0: Quick question, if we've got time for it. Um, As a basketball fan, what do you think about the basketball themed colorways of the 550s. Have you seen any of like, they've got a Philadelphia 76ers colorway with the blue and red upper. They've got an Oregon colorway. Like, what do you think about New Balance bringing out shoes that are kind of in those colorways? Are you a fan of those? Or do you think that should stick with the Jordan brands and, and things like that?
2: Um, No, to be honest, like, because I just love uh, college team colors, uh, whether it's basketball or not, just the college color or the or the team colors. There's a reason why they work. There's a reason why they're as uh, iconic as they are. So I think they can work on any shoe. Um, and I think that that sort of two, well, three color, color blocking. So white plus two colors on the 550 is probably the, what works nicest. So,
0: yeah. I 100% agree. I really like the, like that Oregon colorway it looks really, really cool on the, the 550. I'm trying to be very, very... I'm not going to say selective because I have bought way too many shoes at the minute to say that I'm ever being selective. I'm trying to be minimalist with the silhouettes that I buy. That's basically a technical way of saying that I'm allowed to buy lots of shoes as long as they're in different silhouettes. I don't feel (laughs) like I need I feel like I don't need a million pairs of uh, 550s. I have the royal, uh, the white and royal blue. I have the multicolored pair. I want the shadows for a winter shoe and Mm. i'd quite like the oregon pair i'm not asking for much only four pairs of 550s in a year but um before i start going on a rant about how much i love 450 scott is there anything else for double up double down No,
1: that is it that is it i think we've had yeah in we're all in agreement in general other than your kind of yeah brain dead moment at the beginning but other than that we're good so on that note that's it that's it for double up double down
0: Two out of three ain't bad. I mean, there's been worse weeks, mate. There's been some weeks where we just don't agree on anything. So two out of three ain't bad. It's normally
1: my week that you just disagree on, to be fair. (laughs) I'm much more agreeable, clearly.
0: I'm just here to make drama, that's all. (laughs) Um, But, uh, Julia, you have almost survived the uh, Doubled Up podcast. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed your uh, stay so far. But uh, you haven't quite made it out alive yet. There is one more challenge that you have to face, and that challenge is the rotation game. Okay, so Julia, The Rotation Game. This is the final part of the podcast when guests think they've made it out alive and all of a sudden we throw this spanner in the works. Um, Just so you know what The Rotation Game is and likewise anyone listening to this that wants to play along, um, The Rotation Game is our weekly guest segment where what we do is we do a deep dive of our guest's Instagram page We pull out 10 shoes and put them into a series of 1v1 battles for you to decide a five-day rotation. So what I will do in a minute is I will give you each round one by one and you have to pick one of the two shoes to eventually create a five-day rotation. Are you up for the challenge, Julia?
2: Of course.
0: There we go. Well, um, we've been talking a hell of a lot about, uh, weirdly, I don't think we've spoken about this silhouette for any of our episodes on the uh, doubled up podcast Uh, round one is the round of the Reebok question Um, we have the Reebok question mid in the double cross colorway that classic kind of one with the blue toe one with the red toe versus the Reebok question low in the Celtics colorway Uh, now I might be wrong here Julia but My understanding is that you are a Celtics fan.
2: Yeah, correct.
0: There we go. So are we going with the iconic Allen Iverson or are we going with the Celtics colorway?
2: Oh, and I hate Philly as well, but (laughs) um, I'm going to have to go classic Iverson colorway. The story behind that shoe, the details of the shoe are just better. The quality is better. And also the Celtics colorway was so similar to a Rondo PE, but they just got the hexalite of the wrong color. So it doesn't quite hit the mark. So we're gonna go for, yeah, classic Iverson colorway.
0: Okay, good choice. Well, we're now venturing back into a realm that we are um, probably a little bit more um, understanding of here in the Doubled Up podcast. We're going to Jordan Brand. I have picked two Jordan shoes that quite frankly I saw on your Instagram page and I don't think we have ever spoken about these shoes. So because of that, I don't know if they're a good matchup, but I thought I'd put them against each other anyways. We have the Air Jordan 4 uh, from the metallic pack with the green accents versus the Air Jordan 1 mid Milan. Um, a bit of a weird matchup, but I like yeah. both shoes. The mid The mid Milan.
2: The Mid Milan is the only Mid I have, and you can guess why I have them, because Milan is my hometown. Uh, The green metallics were China exclusive, um, and I love a Jordan 4, and I love the metallic pack, so I'm going to have to go Jordan 4.
0: Okay. I, I, I didn't know whether again i know a lot of people with the mids people aren't huge fans of mids i didn't know whether we throw the curveball in there being the milan but uh very good choice there with
1: the uh, it's a, it's uh, a very good four. shoe it's a really well very made shoe, shoe that milan
2: uh, yeah it's oh the details are incredible and the launch that they did in milan i was really sad to miss out on because it was really cool what they mm. did
0: well moving on to uh, round three and i feel like round three we are going for uh really just classic basketball shoes um we are going for the nike air more up more up tempo versus a shoe that we spoke about earlier which now we've spoken about it i have a funny feeling that you're going to pick this one the air jordan 15 in the columbia colorway (laughs) um
2: oh that's so difficult um yeah it's gonna have to be the 15 just because it's good to just be a little different and actually buy what you love, even if there's no particular reason because of it. So, yeah, Jordan 15. But up tempos will forever be a classic, and Scotty Pippen is
0: yes. ultimate babe. And George of the Jungle, too. But um...
2: I'm, a, I'm Italian. People always say George of the Jungle, and it goes right over my head. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Julia, you were doing so good up until this point, honestly. Like.
2: I know, we I know so- what it means now, but like when people first told me, I was like, what?
0: Right, get on to Disney Plus and watch <laughs> the Jungle. It'll change your life forever, honestly. Classic. One of the best movies ever. Um, okay, right. So I feel as if every single week when we do the rotation game, I have to throw in a uh, hype round, and uh, this is it. Uh, we have the Sakai Times Nike Blazer. I've gone for the yellow and blue colorway. I know obviously you looking at your Instagram, you also have the, the kind of white colorway as well, but I'm going specifically with the yellow and blue colorway here versus the off white Nike blazer in the halo colorway. So uh, we have two blazers. Now, interestingly, looking through your Instagram to find this, you actually did a post with the white and the halo saying, which one do you prefer? So I wondered whether or not really what your take on this is. I know we're picking yellow and blue here, but which one are you going for? Yeah,
2: the yellow, blue and red. I really loved until everyone started calling me Ronald McDonald. And now I haven't worn them since <laughs> because now I have PTSD. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go for the Hallows. I think it's just a really interesting colorway. It's really unique. You don't really see it that often on shoes, that kind of mm. creamy color. But it's like a deeper cream with the orange. So I'll go for the Off-White Blazers.
0: Good choice. Good choice. Okay, The
1: and... Off-White is a bit of a, it's like a shoe that you, you wouldn't really think would work. Like I say, when you listen to how you describe it, it's a bit like, huh? But on feet, they're so nice. Yeah, I love them. So nice.
0: Well, moving on to our final round. Um, I feel like with obviously everything you've done recently with your T-shirt and uh, the fact that we don't get much of an opportunity to um, throw kind of Kobe shoes out there, yeah. Just because, again, I said it a a couple of weeks ago on the podcast when we spoke about the Kobe um, uh, news with the the Mambasita pair. As much as people can appreciate basketball shoes over here, just in the UK, we don't give basketball shoes as much love. So we're going for the final rounds, the round of Kobe to celebrate some of Kobe's uh, best releases. Um, And we have the Nike Kobe 6 Pro Tro in the Grinch colorway. Obviously, classic, iconic versus... We're throwing it all the way back, the Nike Kobe 1 Pro Tro in the kind of Lakers slash final seconds colorway. So uh, the round of Kobe might be a difficult one, but what one are you going for?
2: To be honest, this one's quite easy for me because um, if we were talking performance shoes, my answer would be different. But for purely for lifestyle, it would have to be the one. Um, I love that Lakers colorway. I love the silhouette. Uh, I prefer high shoes to lows. Um, so yeah, definitely the one for me. I wish I could get more colorways of that silhouette, but it's a bit of a myth.
0: Yeah, 100. percent. Well, there's some great collaborations. There was a, um, what was it, the Undefeated collaboration? It's so good with the camo on there, but uh, yeah, 100%, yeah, 100, percent. but uh, that julia brings us to the end of the rotation game so you've survived the podcast um, just to uh give you a little bit of a rundown as to what your weekly rotation is so we have got the rebot question mid in the double cross colorway the air jordan 4 metallic green the uh, uh, air jordan 15 columbia um, we have the um, oh sorry i forgot did you say the off-white nike blaze of the hallow in the previous mm-hmm. round i thought so but we started talking about the sakai so you threw me off um, and uh last but not least the Nike Kobe one Pro Tro in the Lakers final seconds colorway so uh, I think you've done all right there Judy you've got a pretty good rotation there to say the least
2: a lot of white shoes but I don't really wear black shoes so we're good (laughs) I
0: mean
2: mean, there's a lot of leather there little quick little bit of uh
0: a little bit of sneaker cleaner and you'd be done. You'd be done. But uh, that does bring us to the end of the Doubled Up podcast. So, Julia, I just want to say thank you so much for uh, joining us this week. Um, if it's okay with the two of you, I'm just quickly going to sign off. So thank you very much for listening to the Doubled Up podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, leave us a five-star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you follow at Doubled podcast on Instagram and use hashtag double Up pod to be featured on the Instagram page. You can also find me, Matt, at swsneakers underscore on Instagram. Scott, tell the listeners where they can find you.
1: As always, you can find me at underscore sneaker teacher. And Julia,
0: plug away. Where can they find you? Where can they find uh, Sneaker Sisterhood, all of that jazz?
2: Um, Yeah, my Instagram is at juliaz12. Julia spelt the funky way, G-I-U. And Sneaker Sisterhood is at Sneaker Sisterhood. You can find us on all major platforms and join our Discord group as well
0: there we go well thank you very much guys see you next time goodbye see
1: ya